Lee et al. 1997, Evaluations of Lying and Truth-Telling. Background. One of the earliest topics of interest in the field of developmental psychology in the late 19th century was the extent to which children are able to understand and rationalise lying and truth-telling. However, a limitation in some of the research conducted in this area, including studies that were conducted in the mid to late 20th century, is that a lot of it was conducted exclusively in Western countries. This meant that it was difficult to know whether the findings could be generalised to children from other parts of the world, which have different sociocultural backgrounds. In particular, researchers were interested in whether children living in the cultures that are more individualistic had a different understanding and moral perception of lying and truth-telling compared to children from a more collectivist-oriented culture. AIM Lee et al. devised a study to compare moral evaluations of lying and truth-telling amongst Canadian children and children in China. Sample The study comprised of two main groups of participants, children living in Canada and children living in the People's Republic of China. These groups were then further subdivided by the children's ages. The Chinese group consisted of 120 children, 60 girls and 60 boys. 40 of the children were aged 7, a further 40 aged 9, and the final 40 aged 11. The Canadian group contained 108 children, including 58 boys and 50 girls. 36 of them were aged 7, 40 aged 9, and 32 aged 11. Both groups were recruited from elementary schools within regional capitals of both countries. Most of the Canadian children were from a middle-class background, however the socio-economic background of the Chinese children was not known, since there were no official statistics that categorised citizens based on class in China. Methodology The study was cross-sectional, since it measured different socio-cultural groups, and it was also a laboratory experiment, using an independent measures design. The independent variables included whether the participants heard the physical story or the social story, whether participants heard the pro-social stories that involved children who carried out a good deed, or antisocial stories that involved a child who carried out a bad deed, the age of children, and the children's ethnicity. The dependent variables included how the participants rated the story character's actions, ranging between very, very good, plus three, to very, very naughty, minus three, on a seven-point scale. The ratings also included a neutral option, neither naughty nor good. The second dependent variable was how the participants rated the story's character verbal statements, again ranging between very, very good to very, very naughty. The participants were allocated to the conditions randomly. Of the Chinese sample, half of the 120 participants took part in the social story, and the other half took part in the physical story. With the Canadian sample, 19 of the 7-year-olds, 20 of the 9-year-olds, and 17 of the 11-year-olds took part in the social story, and the rest took part in the physical story, consisting of 17 7-year-olds, 29-year-olds, and 15 11-year-olds. Procedure The study involved two main types of stories. These were either a physical story, which focused on a physical environment involving objects, or a social story, which focused on a social environment involving individuals. These two types of stories were further subdivided between pro-social versions of the story, where a child is portrayed carrying out a good deed, and either telling the truth or lying about it, or an anti-social version of the story, where a child is portrayed carrying out a bad deed and then either lying about it or telling the truth. Overall, each of the study's participants were read four scenarios, two pro-social and two anti-social versions of either the physical or social stories, depending of which of the two conditions they had been allocated to. Participants were tested individually and were asked two questions per story, one regarding whether the deed the story character had carried out was good or naughty, and another regarding whether them lying or telling the truth about their deed was good or naughty. 
The researchers altered the order of the words good or naughty in their questions to help minimise any order effects. And the order that the stories were told were also altered using a randomization table for the same reason. Prior to being read the stories, the participants were explained the meaning of each rating symbol. These were very, very good, three red stars, very good, two red stars, good, one red star, neither good nor naughty, a blue circle, naughty, one black cross, very naughty, two black crosses, or very, very naughty, three black crosses. The meaning of each symbol was repeated prior to both questions that were asked during the story. An example of one of the stories, which was a pro-social version with lie-telling, is as follows. Alex's class had to stay inside at break time because of bad weather, so Alex decided to tidy up the classroom for his teacher. Question 1. Is what Alex did good or naughty? The participants then chose a rating, between very very good and very very naughty, to evaluate Alex's deed. The story then continued. When the teacher returned after break time, she said to her class, I see that someone has cleaned the classroom for me. And the teacher then asked Alex, Do you know who cleaned the classroom? Alex said to his teacher, I did not do it. Question 2. Is what Alex did good or naughty? After the study was over, participants were involved in a post-experimental discussion with the researcher. Results. The researchers conducted a preliminary analysis of the effects of order and gender in the results, but this revealed no significant differences, so the data for these were combined for all the subsequent analyses. Results for pro-social story with truth-telling conditions were as follows. The children from both Canada and China rated the pro-social deeds similarly. Canadian children gave similar ratings in relation to truth-telling at each age. However, the Chinese children gave less favourable ratings for truth-telling as their age increased. In the pro-social with lie-telling conditions, children from Canada rated lie-telling negatively overall, but as their age increased, their rating became less negative. The Chinese children showed a similar trend, with their ratings changing from negative to positive as age increased. Results from the antisocial with truth-telling conditions showed that children from both cultures gave similar ratings for antisocial behaviour, and they also both rated truth-telling very positively. For the antisocial with lie-telling conditions, Participants from both cultures rated lie-telling negatively, and the negative ratings increased with age for both Chinese and Canadian children. Overall, it was found that Chinese seven-year-olds gave a higher level of negative ratings for bad behaviour and lie-telling if the situation in the story involved people, i.e. the social condition, compared with stories where the situation involved objects. However, for seven-year-old Canadian children, the exact opposite was true. They gave worse ratings for bad behaviour and lie-telling for the physical stories, which involved objects, as opposed to the social stories which involved people. Conclusions One of the researchers' main conclusions was that moral development is at least partly affected by social culture and environment that people grow up in. Lietal suggests that children who are raised in a collectivist-oriented society, for example China, are more likely to judge antisocial behaviour more negatively if the action focuses on a person rather than an object because Chinese society emphasises self-effacement, modesty and the good of the community. On the other hand, according to the researchers, children who are brought up in an individualist society, for example Canada, are more likely to judge antisocial behaviour more negatively if the action focuses on an object rather than a person, because they emphasise the material needs of individuals and their rights and possessions rather than the community as a whole. Lia Tao summarised this effect as a product of specific social and cultural norms that have an impact on children's development of moral judgement and are modified over time by age and experience within the culture. Evaluations The study was a laboratory experiment which collected quantitative data in the form of a rating scale. 
This increased the results' validity, since the researchers were able to quantify the participants' opinions about how characters in each story had acted, enabling them to compare and analyse their answers. The study was also reliable, since it had a highly standardised procedure, which makes it easy to replicate, and also the decisions to have the children evaluate four stories, rather than just one. This meant that the researchers could see whether their responses were consistent across each of the different stories, which therefore improved the results' reliability. The researchers took steps to reduce any order effects by randomising the order of words good or naughty in their questions, and the order that the stories were told. Participants were also randomly allocated to each condition, which helped to minimise any confounding variables, and therefore increase the study's internal validity. The fact that participants were used from different countries meant that ethnocentrism was minimised. However, it also could be argued that the two countries that were used, China and Canada, are not completely representative of the underlying social and cultural norms that the researchers mentioned in their conclusions. This could also potentially mean that the study has limited generalizability, since we can't be totally sure that the results definitely apply to other countries. The study was a snapshot study, which meant that it was quick, easy, and relatively cheap to investigate the dependent variables. However, this also meant that the children could only be studied once at one particular age, meaning that the researchers could not study how their point of view about stories might change over time. The researchers did use different participants of various ages to simulate how their opinions alter with age, however it's possible that this may have been due to other confounding variables, since the same participants were not studied longitudinally.